When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. It's Tuesday. It's no longer Monday or Monday, as I call it. And the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Boy, that Lake and Riley, she sure was asking for it, wasn't she? Let's unwrap this for a few minutes, shall we? The the reportage uh, yesterday around the Lake and Riley murder, which is, I'm I'm, if we can find, and I'm not saying we should or that I'm actually doing this, but if we can look at this story and the way it's been handled, uh, I'm in a sense hoping that some meaning. Uh, comes out of the death of this young lady, the horrific death of this young lady, in much the same way that I hope that some meaning came from those pieces of crap who were flipping off the country uh, the other week after, you know, stomping a couple of NYPD. I'm hoping, in a sense, that we get some meaning from the Lake Lake and Riley murder in that this is the case that wakes a lot of people up. This is the case that people who, up and up to this point, despite all the people they're seeing strolling and shuffling around their neighborhoods, uh, all the fentanyl deaths their neighborhoods and their communities have had to endure, the crime at the hands of the migrants that they've had to uh, suffer, I'm hoping in a sense that the Lakin Riley murder... Uh, wake some of the people up that despite what they themselves are experiencing are still hanging on for some bizarre reason to this whole agenda, to these border policies, to this administration. I'm hoping that a lot of people who maybe are on the fence or are even diehard Democrats for the entirety of their existences look at the Lake and Riley murder and go, okay, that's enough. All right. Um. What we saw happen yesterday is not a new thing in how information is is presented in this country via the establishment media, the elite media, the legacy guys, as Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins call them. Uh, Very often uh, when something happens that would shine a critical light on their agenda, their policies, and frankly, who they are as human beings, uh, they very quickly recharacterize it and refabricate it into something that makes their political opponents look like the cause or the blame. It's something we, you and I endure almost on a daily basis in, in any given news cycle. You look at the overall issue of the border, which is numero uno next to the economy for most Americans. Hannity pointed this out last night, and this is something, I don't even like Hannity, but this is something that we need to repeat over and over and over again. Okay, for three years, it wasn't going on. 
For three years, there was no crisis at the border. For three years, that talking piece of crap, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is a a soulless hemorrhoid of a human being, was denying there even was a freaking crisis. Now, because, well, we got an election rolling in, and uh, the problem is so vast and so multi-layered that too many people are aware that it actually is going on so they switched it up right now what no we inherited this from donald trump donald trump is to blame for the border crisis it is in fact a crisis and it's donald trump i think you and i have gotten pretty used to that sort of behavior from the media and from politicians in general in that it's an endless game of i know you are but what am i well, the Lake and Riley murder, and, and certainly she's not the only one who has lost her life or suffered violence as a result or at the hands of a freaking migrant, an illegal alien. Uh, but I'm hoping the Lake and Riley murder uh, does, in fact, resonate with people so that they can see beyond the crapola that took place yesterday. I don't know who you people are that you can actually look into a freaking news camera or a TV camera. Or go to print or go to post with what we saw beginning with the Associated Press yesterday and then rippling throughout the rest of the media. Wow, she was so stupid. She went running alone. She was asking for it. It's her fault. It's Lake and Riley's fault she got murdered. Did you know that? Uh, According to the Associated Press, and this is what kicked it all off, this uh, The Lake and Riley murder is all about the dangers female runners face. Right? Oh, my God, she went running alone. Uh, the, according to the Associated Press, uh, th- this highlights, highlights the... Uh, suddenly, they're all concerned about female athletes. They actually use that word, athlete. This is, uh, this is what happens to female athletes. No mention of the fact that this piece of crap, this murderous scumbag, had skipped across the border at El, at El Paso, had been arrested, uh, had, had multiple char- had some ch- had at least one child endangerment charge. Now he's let go. Left in, uh, we're now calling it the interior. Left to uh, uh, wander through the interior. He had a court date, though, I imagine. Point being... If we didn't have a freaking open border, this young lady would still be alive. And yet the media, not just the Associated Press, but the rest of them, all the other stooges, just skipped on down that that path there of bl- essentially blaming her. And it started with the Associated Press. And then it leached throughout the rest of, of the media in this country. Again, the Associated Press, Adidas reports last year 92% of women reported feeling concerned for their safety with half, while half afraid of being physically attacked. I'm sorry, i, I got to read through the typos now. I don't know if you've noticed that, too. More than a third of women said they experienced physical or verbal harassment, including sexist comments and being followed. It's probably a MAGA. This this Venezuelan who was here illegally is probably a MAGA guy, right? Oddly, or maybe this is what they'll maybe this is Donald Trump's fault, right, for creating sexism. 
But seriously, man, who do you freaking have to be inside of yourself? Who do you freaking have to be to look at a case where very obviously an elite as a result of of these people just traipsing across the border and this government, I agree with Trey on this, who are complicit in human trafficking, in murder, in crime, in the fentanyl thing, to, to go through an entire news cycle and basically say it's her fault for going jogging alone in broad stinking daylight rather than acknowledge the reality that this is a result of this open border. This piece of crap wouldn't have been here. Either had the border been secure to begin with, had the Trump-era policy still been in place, or when they got their hands on the guy, they didn't freaking let him go and kicked his ass back to wherever the hell he came from, Venezuela. She died horribly as a result of the Joe Biden immigration policy. Everybody freaking knows it. Well, let me amend that statement. The people who get their news from from MSNBC, CNN, the three networks, frankly, including our own ABC, well, they may not know anything about this guy. He was listed initially as a resident of Athens, Georgia. (laughs) And I'm just asking. I don't know if any of you a-holes are actually listening to me right now, but who in the hell are you? When did you give it up? I'm serious. When did you give up your precious journalistic ethics that you were so passionate about during journalism school? At what point did you make the choice to be a mindless stooge for a bunch of corrupt pieces of crap politicians? When did you agree to give up your own soul? To be a drone for the liberal left in this country. I'm just kind of curious. Because you know what? Here's the sad part of it. All those scumbags who were reporting this crap yesterday. You know what? You and I want to think that they have some kind of ripple in their ethical matrix there. That when they're lying, lying in bed at night, they feel bad about this crap. But they don't. They feel fine with that reporting that went on yesterday. Despite the fact that I remember a time where if a woman was attacked or assaulted and you even breathed the word about the idea that she may have had it coming or she may have asked for it, you would have been reviled by people and rightly so. But now, I guess that's policy. She went jogging alone. It's her stupid fault. Holy crap, man. This is not only a stupid era, this is a freaking soulless era. You know what the problem is these days? We feel no shame. People feel no shame about anything anymore. Shame has gone away. These people shamelessly, shamelessly advanced their political agenda and ran cover for the Biden administration and their immigration policies uh, at the sacrifice of a 22-year-old woman who was murdered in the woods on a jogging path. That's who you are. If you vote for that crap, that's who you are. Wrap your arms around it. 
two one zero. It's I mean, how freaking dis- there are times where yeah, I I actually hate my own industry to be honest with you, because you know talk radio is is a part of 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 journalism. It's not journalism itself, but we're a part of it. You people are just total freaking creeps, man. Two one zero. I guess if it was your kid, you'd be saying the same thing, right? If it was your twenty-two-year-old daughter who died on a jogging path uh, at the hands of some freaking piece of crap Venezuelan illegal alien, you, you'd be. If it was your kid or your sister or your wife, you telling me you're going to be out there going, "Well, I told her not to jog alone. It was her fault. She had it coming. She asked for it." You'd go with that line if it was one of your people, one of your a member of your family, right? Certainly, you would, right? I'm disgusted. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Election time means talk time. It's really black and white. There's no gray area here. I want my country back. I want prosperity. I want everybody to have an opportunity. You can argue to you blue in the face and you get nowhere with these people. They're the ones that are going to steal and lie and cheat. The 2024 race for the White House. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back and we're talking about uh, uh, the coverage of the Lake and Riley murder uh, that we all had to endure yesterday. Not that, uh, well, once again, an illegal immigrant uh, uh, criminal uh, murdered an American citizen. In this one, especially at the beginning of her life, uh, you know, and, and it, not that, but the, the storyline yesterday was that, well, women jogging alone, they're, they're just kind of asking for it. They're bringing it, up, bringing it on themselves, you know. It's really about sexism and probably Donald Trump. And we're talking about this. Uh, uh, Tina, how are you? Hello. Hey, what's going on? You know. I honestly, personally, I, I didn't hear the news yesterday, um, and I just tuned into your show uh, this morning. I listen to you almost every day. God bless now, you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I personally blame the Biden administration for this this murder. Yes. Um, Me too. And honestly, I'm I'm all about America being being the land of the free, but I I feel like close the borders until we know who's here and can document them. Yes. I mean, is that and then my next question is, as a single 58-year-old woman who lives by herself and just works and does her thing, what can I do to, to make a difference? I, you know, honestly, uh, we talk a lot about being, you know, involved uh, as we get closer to the election and, and you know, uh, maybe get with some folks who are doing uh, what I call the groundwork, you know, of of helping people get to the polls and all that stuff. But really, I it, really at the end of the day, what I believe is just keep speaking the truth. Yeah, vote. Yes, yeah. be civically minded, be involved. But w- we have to stand up for the truth, and we have to we keep do. speaking I, the truth. Speak it boldly. Yeah, we have to because people are afraid on social media to say things because they are afraid they're going to lose friends or right. Things. Who or lose jobs. Them? I mean, you know, I mean, some people may lose their gigs just talking the we truth, but we have to. In our country, yeah. this country's falling apart like a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree with you. Are you gonna, did she, uh, oh, there you go. I don't disagree with you, Tina. We just got, we got to watch the words. That's all. I absolutely agree with what you just said, and thank you for supporting the show and listening every day. 
I saw it coming. <laughs> I was already on the button. Well, people are pissed off. You I know. know. I mean, you it, can't well, they blame should them. be. Can't blame them. This is horrible. And I, you know, I, I'm not taking the responsibility off the scumbag that did this. But it, look, as far as this narrative yesterday, that it's really about women being so stupid that they jog alone. And that was the line they went with yesterday. It's not a handful of people. That was across the board. That was the narrative. You're talking about editors. You're talking about producers. You're talking about, yeah, reporters. But there, there's a whole bunch of people yesterday that had to agree, had to make a freaking intellectual choice to agree to go with that line. And again, I'm asking, who in the hell are you? What's going on inside of you that that seemed like a cool choice to you when a 22-year-old woman lost her life? Oh, God. One more. Kathy, how are you? Hi, how are you? Pretty good. What are you thinking? Well, I'm not thinking so much. My husband works in security, and one of the things he told me last week is that the we're flying people back to these countries and um, Venezuela is refusing to allow the planes to land anymore. They're not taking their people back. We're hearing this from several countries that you try to go back (laughs) or send them back. And that's not, that's not happening. No, this is intentional. Mm -hmm. This is intentional. It's an attack on our country. I appreciate the call. It, It really is. Gutfeld was talking about this as well last night. He had a brilliant monologue last night about intentionality. All right, uh, my heart rate's going up. i got to watch my BP. We'll take a break. <laughs> Talk about some other things when we get back. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm much more calm now. Take one more call. And then I want to talk about moon stuff. Then we're going to talk about moon stuff, okay? Moon stuff. But first, I'd like you to meet Virginia. Here's uh, (laughs) a... Sorry. Not just a train song anymore. Sean. Virginia, how you doing? This this is Jen. Virginia. I talked to you. Virginia. Listen, I'm I'm, uh, pleading out to any of the conservative attorneys that might be listening to the show. Mm -hmm. What the families need to do, the Riley family, the Steinle family, any of these people that have been affected need to do a class action lawsuit That's about the reporting and to together against the federal government. It's been done before. Right. It's a hard road, but if you have the right representation, this is what I would do if that was my daughter. Um, class action lawsuit. Well, yeah, but it, it, you'd have to make an argument, uh, I think for slander. And I don't know if the, no, that would uh, be possible. No, uh, no negligence for what? Negligence. Negligence. What in reporting? Negligence. Well, listen. Uh, the four elements of neg- 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 negligence is duty, breach, cause, and harm, and they've met all those elements. You could make an argument that they've caused additional harm. I'm just following what you're. I'm kind of following the line of thinking here. You could make that argument that they have suffered more emotional distress yeah. as a result of the of the reporting. Uh, you're right. That would well, be a tough one, true. but if you could pull this it off. True. Well, if you could pull but, but, it off, uh, or even make the attempt in some major way, or some fun, you know, some profound well, way, uh, then I'll, it might, it I'll might, you, 
It might <laughs> reporters in the future might you know be a little more hesitant to go. I with don't know. Like I would I would do something as, as a as, as a family standing together, be it against the press or the government or who. It has right. been done before. It's a hard road, but uh, I'm sure there's attorneys mm. listening to the show. I figure if Erin Brockovich could have won that case years ago, right. who knows? Who knows? She did it. She did it. Yep. Well, thank you, Virginia. Good idea. You're uh, welcome. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Uh, 941. All right, just to switch gears here momentarily. Uh, yesterday was the wolf uh, sun moon. The, the previous moon was the wolf moon. This was the, I'm sorry, not the sun moon, the sun moon. <laughs> That's the guy who hangs out at the airport and gives you little flowers. No. Uh, the snow moon happened last night. We have a full moon going on. And maybe you've heard over the years that, uh, and I know I have, that, you know, the, the moon affects human behavior, affects life on planet Earth. And I do believe that. That's why they call it Luna Sea, right? Because you go nuts when the full moon is up or out. Um, I'm just going to ask, did anybody have any critter problems yesterday? Like, did your freaking animals go nuts? Because I, I came in here today, and I'm not telling tales out of church because we already already blabbed about this on the air, but Elaine, our executive producer, is a cute, furry little dog named Moonshine and a cat. And apparently Moonshine and the cat got into a pretty gnarly fight yesterday. I myself experienced some critter weirdness yesterday. We have ten cats. Four of them, uh, I call, or five of them are what I call kinky cats. We got them, uh, adopted them from Mecco Hill. We have had said 10 cats for a full year. Largely, they get along. Uh, they annoy the crap out of each other on occasion. But they don't, you know, and sometimes they, when they're wrestling, they get a little, right, James? They get a little, they're wrestling, they, they get a little too, they're wrestling a little too hard, and, you know, somebody squeaks and it's over. Well, they're starting to get their hormones in. Well, the hormones are kicking in. Yeah. But yesterday, it was my daughter and I were home, and we had a full-on 10-cat fight. Dude, Don, it was the weirdest thing. They just, they just went, and it was what the one of the older cats, Xena, got pissed off about something. And she's one of the oldest, scraggliest cats we have. She looks like she can barely walk. She took on the four younger cats in a cross-house match. <laughs> they, they were, I mean, they, it was like something out of a movie, right? She is like something out of the Lion King, right? Zena's in the middle, and she's surrounded by four younger cats, and she's kicking their asses. <laughs> she went west side on these four younger cats. She took them all on, and the other cats were just following along. And oh, this is messed up, isn't it? This, I mean, it was like five full freaking minutes of these cats just going at it. Nobody was hurt. Right. But they were nuts, man. You know what it is? It's the moon. Nope. What? You have illegal immigrant cats, and the locals <laughs> are tired of it, stood up to them, and they're being treated like NYPD cops, the four hoodlums. I think, just, I think it's more than they don't, yeah, I don't know what third world asshole you came from, but you're on the west side, northwest side now, <laughs> and we don't play that stuff, man. You give me my space. I, if, if Xena had had earrings, she would have been taking them off. You know, I mean, it was, she kicked their asses, man. One little old cat. And we, I think they found her on the west side. She's a west side cat. Yeah, the, the kitty. She took on a couple of cats from the hill country and kicked their asses. The kitty citizens have they've had it with these illegal echo yeah, immigrants. Yeah, I think, I guess. Right. 
if you come home and there's a little wall across your hole. <laughs> a wall, a cat wall. No, Don, I'm just going to have all their testicles removed on Friday. That's all. We're having the four younger cats' testicles removed. Well, there you go. That should calm them down a bit. That's well, what you're maybe. supposed to do. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it's not the case. Why? What do you mean? It... Well, you know, sometimes it just makes them worse. Well, you're telling me this now. Thank you yeah. so much. I've you're got welcome. ten. You couldn't have told me this ten years ago. <laughs> I had to find it out the hard way. We had the. Other... We had this one cat. We had. Right. Him, we had him taken care of. Right. And, and it's like all of a sudden he just amped it up, like he was vengeful, like he was upset, like, "Hey, not cool." Nope. Well, we'll see what happens. I have no testicles. You have no furniture. Watch this. <laughs> Point on. I'm just, you know, we'll see. Uh, Elaine made a joke that my wife has also had my, that I was, I, I made a joke earlier. I said, I'm going to have my own removed while I'm there. And Elaine said, no, your wife's already got them. And that's true. She keeps them in a box with a combination lock. So I can't even open it with some pliers. You don't even know where they are. I don't even know where they're, they are. Right. They could be at the bank at the lockbox. I don't know. You need to get like an air tag on those things. I need to get an air tag on my testicles. Welcome yeah. to the Sean Show. 210599. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> did he just say he's going to get an air tag on his testicles? Yes, dear, he did. <laughs> you know what? I don't care. 210599. In fact, you might enjoy it. I, might. I don't care anymore. And how's uh, your voice so low? I just... I just don't care anymore whether I got him or I don't. <laughs> I embrace ED. All right. Anyway, uh, it's not, not leave, you leave Ed out of this. All right. I'm just right. saying I, we should see that as a blessing in our lives, dudes. All right. Uh, now you can go fishing. The 2024 race for the White House. I will tell you, it's not easy. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. I didn't even, you know, I really didn't know where the food drive place, or the, not the food drive, the, the food bank was until, you know, this past year and that my wife uh, was taking her certification classes uh, on the west side there off of 90. And we drive by the food bank every day, man. It's a, it's a pretty big complex and they do a lot of good work there. Uh, right now they're serving over 100,000 people a week. And my man Trey Ware, this is the sixth year he's done his annual drive to end hunger, end hunger in San Antonio uh, by helping out the food bank. Uh, their biggest need right now is cash. They need money. They're, they're having to pay uh, the uptick in prices like everybody else, and that includes all the shipping stuff. So they need your help. Uh, and uh, with your help, uh, their buying power goes a lot further. In fact, $1 feeds seven people via the food bank. So if you can help them out, please do. Uh, go to the website, ktsa.com, and you can make a cash donation. It's easy peasy. Brought to you by our friends at John Wayne Service Company and in part by the Institute for Functional Health and the Pelize Law Firm. And uh, those three folks I just mentioned are also drop-off locations if you'd like to drop off some food items. But they really do need some cash this year. This year, so the easiest thing to do is just go to the website ktsa.com uh, and make a donation. The phone lines are open 210 will The border is kind of dominating most of the stuff that I want to talk about today. So when we get back, I want to talk about what's going to happen uh, here in Texas on Thursday. 
Uh, and and uh, and I hadn't thought about it from this angle. We talked about it on Where and Rima, but what the uh, the scumbags, the 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 bad people are trying to do, so that uh, Donald Trump doesn't get too much sunshine on him <laughs> as he visits Eagle Pass on Thursday. I, Doctor Phil, I'm not a. I don't watch the show. I don't think I've ever watched the show. I don't know much about Doctor Phil. He pops up in the news every now and again. And he was on The View, which I don't know why. That that show is still on the... I don't know why that show does as well as it does. I can only imagine because there's a lot of stupid people. Also, have you ever noticed The View is always showing at, like, the doctor's office? You know, there's a lot of captive audience members that have to watch that crap because they're waiting nine hours to get in to see the doctor. The freaking View is on. But to his credit, Dr. Phil paid a visit to the border, went on The View... And uh, and said it's real, it's bad. Said he talked to the uh, the head of uh, of the border patrol uh, when he was down there paying a visit. And they're talking about kids coming across the border, and they got phone numbers written on their arms. On this side of the border, they call the phone number and ask the person that picks up, whoever that is, uh, are you expecting a kid? Uh, do you want to accept this person? Person on the other end of the phone says, yeah. Dr. Phil asks the border chief, are you aware, uh, how aware are you, or how often do does that lead to that child being sold into sex, slavery, trafficking, what have you? And the guy basically said, yeah, it happens a lot. We know it happens. There's nothing we can do. Uh, and he, uh, Dr. Phil was, his, the view is another, uh, it's a stooge show. I've been saying for a while they make they've been making women look stupid for for a couple of decades now. But I I I have to congratulate or not congratulate him, but you know, give him some props for going on the air and being honest about the uh, being honest about the border. You wanted to commend him, commend him. That would be the word, commend him, because uh, you know, in in, in those circles uh, in the entertainment industry, and that's a part of it. You, you don't see a lot of that, especially not on The View. You, you don't see a lot of truth on The View. <laughs> and apparently Dr. Phil bought, brought some truth to The View. So essentially, your tax dollars, my tax dollars, are funding children being sold into freaking slavery, into, into trafficking. Well, we, you and I already knew this, of course. But yeah, you just have to ask yourself, why are people cool with that? <laughs> why, why? I mean, we talked about uh, this murder in Athens in, in Georgia, and we, we talked about the young lady who lost her life and how that was being spun in, in a very sick way yesterday. But uh, people, yes, they are being sold to traffickers. I just had an interaction on Facebook about the Lake and Riley. Oh, yeah? I just put up there, I wrote was, uh, Lake and Riley was killed by an illegal immigrant fact. Yeah. And then this guy comes in and says, 48,000 people die by gun violence every year. Oh, fact. shut up. Yeah. And I was like, what, is you, what are you talking about, idiot? Paul Ramirez, why are you dumb? That is nothing. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the cover. Yes. It's, that you, you divert to something else. You can't just say, that sucks that that lady was killed. Or that's horrible, or we, shouldn't, we should do something about this. Well, other people die because of gun violence. This guy you're talking about, is he stupid? Or is he like somebody you are really close to? No, he's probably stupid. <laughs> I think we went to high school together. Any ISD educated? Uh, wow. 
You just keep telling yourself that, 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 buddy. You just keep telling yourself that crap. It's all, it's, you're right. It's the guns. It's MAGA. It's Trump. Yeah, it's it's not you being complicit in any way, shape, or form by supporting these policies, right? And in who you vote for, right? It has nothing to do with you. It's nauseating. Good on you, James. All right, we'll be right back. Sean Rima, nine till eleven. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And uh, one of the things uh, that we're talking about this morning is that this Thursday, uh, Donald Trump, my favorite president. That's right. I don't care what you think about that if you're, you know, some self-hating uh, liberal puke who is monitoring this broadcast because you enjoy pain. Oh, and that guy Joe Biden are going to be uh, uh, along the border paying a visit to the border on, on Thursday. Trump's going to be there at Eagle Pass where the S is going down. And Greg Abbott uh, is setting up a new military base to handle it. Yo, Biden uh, is is going to be at in Brownsville, in Brownsville. Um, and because I I really do want you to know the truth of things as much as possible, I like to have fun and clown around mostly. Mostly, I want to crack you up. I'll be honest with you. When I do this job, my intention when I wake up in the morning and I roll in here is I want to make you laugh and forget your problems, your troubles and pain for a few seconds. Or at least the the moment that you are laughing, but I do also believe in this idea that that you know we need to get the truth out there because the spin is already in. I, I don't watch what's his name Seth Myers. I don't watch it. I, I don't watch it. I, I stopped watching late night TV really when Letterman went over to CBS and gave away his soul. Let alone when Johnny Carson took his bows. I'm that guy. I was a Carson fan growing up. I don't think any of these schmucks are are worth the time slots they have. So I, I don't watch set. I don't watch. It's not just because of what I the, my schedule. Back when I did the night show, I didn't watch freaking Seth Meyers. But he had Biden on yesterday. Boy, that's a tough gig for Biden, isn't isn't it? He's going to get some tough questions there. And this business of this Thursday visit to the border came up. And the spin you're going to hear between then and now, and to his credit, Trey brought this up earlier on Where in Ryman. I hadn't really thought about it from this perspective. That Trump announced he was going to Eagle Pass last week. It's it's a known thing. Suddenly, Joe Biden, uh, your president and mine, is is going to be paying a visit to the to the border at the same time. And the mythology you're going to hear over the next few days is that Trump's following him in that Biden had decided to pay a visit to the border because it's a crisis now brought on by Donald Trump, you know. And Trump is uh, trying to ride in on his coattails. That's that's the narrative you're going to hear today and tomorrow. It's absolute bullcrap. Trump plan announced his... I didn't even know this. Trey brought this. Uh, Trump announced uh, his plans to visit visit Eagle Pass today a week ago. So you hear any crapola today or tomorrow in the news cycle, 
about how uh, you know Trump is uh, is is following uh, Biden to the to the border. It's absolute bullcrap, and and the purpose of it is is obvious. Yes, because if Biden weren't going to be there on Thursday, the news cycle would be about Donald Trump, and it would be very hard. Even though they're willing and able, it would be very hard to act like it does. It's not happening <laughs> on Thursday, right? It would be very, very hard for them not to acknowledge that Trump was at the border, and you know that Trump is is you know the, the border people love him, ICE love him. You know the people who used to have the job of defending our nation's borders, but are now you know pencil pushers and are making finger foods for the migrants. You know they love Trump's ass too. Morale, apparently, with border folks, I mean, the people that we, that work, whose job it is to protect our borders, apparently morale is bouncing off the bottom of the toilet because they're not allowed to do their job. They're, they're being made to, in a sense, enforce the political agenda and the plots and schemes of the Biden administration to, to cheat an election by opening up the border. And they hate it. They hate it because they see the human wreckage that takes place every single freaking day. So, you know, uh, if Biden weren't going to be there, uh, the pukes in the media would, would have to cover it somehow. They wouldn't want to. And surely they would spin it and edit the thing down to make him look like, I don't know, a horrible person. But what's the better plan? The better plan is to have the president show up on Thursday, even though he's going to be in freaking Brownsville. He's going to get some Whataburger, you know, eh, eh. far from where the real crisis is actually taking place. Not saying things are great in Brownsville, but it ain't Eagle Pass. The idea being, I think, very obviously to you and me, then we'll talk to TJ, uh, is that uh, is that you 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 change, you shift the focus of the coverage onto the president and try to take as much coverage away from Donald Trump. It ain't going to work for him because there's enough independent journalists and drone people flying drones around and, and taking footage. But th- that's the plan. The plan is to characterize it as Trump following Biden to the border, which is absolutely not true. It's the it's the reverse. And if Biden's there, you can focus all of your uh, your attention and coverage on Biden. And then you have an excuse to ignore Donald Trump, whom you are currently blaming for the migrant crisis, which is absurd on a level that even the best LSD can't, you know, help you achieve. 210-599-5555. TJ, how are you doing, TJ? Good morning. I'll be polite today. What's that? What's that? I said I'll try to be polite today. Oh, cool. try to be polite, but you don't. You don't have to. <laughs> okay, I don't like that sort of behavior um, around here. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted this morning, and I was—I uh, don't know how it came out, but um, I have relatives across the border, and they're fairly educated people, and they right. blame all the drugs and all the stuff that's coming through the border on us because we have the demand on it. Oh, I've heard that so, argument then, for a long time. Yeah. And then you're talking about uh, Dr. Phil this, uh, just a little while ago. So also they blame that on us because we have perverts with big pockets that will pay any money for little kids. Right. It's our fault. Uh, right, right. 
regardless of the demand, you're not supposed to supply it, and it's not right. Well, uh, there's a there's a book, uh, and I'm going to read it. I haven't read it yet, but it's by a guy named Peter Schweitzer who shows up on Breitbart a lot. It's uh, it's called Blood Money, and it's about China and something called disintegration warfare. China is sending a lot of people here. China is also the primary supplier for most of the illegal fentanyl that's killing people. Uh, I was reading about these little dime-sized things, these little devices you can attach to a Glock and turn it from a semi into a fully automatic weapon. China is sending millions of these things to the border. Uh, We know Venezuela. If we want to talk about Venezuela, they've opened up their prisons and told their worst criminals, go to America. This has nothing to do with people wanting to smoke grass in America. This has nothing to do with people buying illegal weapons that are coming across the border. Okay, this is an intentional plot to achieve something. Above and beyond that. 20 years ago, you could have made the argument to me that it's American demand that uh, that, that is causing illegal immigration. You cannot make that argument now, in my opinion. You just can't. Now, as far as your cat's uh, jewels <laughs> that you're going to get rid of this weekend or this week, right? you, you might want to bring them with you to the testicle festival in Fredericksburg. Somebody might cook with you. Maybe I'll, I'll you know, I, I was thinking about uh, uh, getting, seeing if the, the vet will allow me to k- keep the said testicles and maybe freeze dry them and turn them into a necklace, you know, <laughs> wear that to the it, festival in Fredericksburg coming up. It, oh, my God. Sort of pill, like, Powder them up and put them in a pill. In a oh god, I gotta go. All right, thank, thank you, thank you, TJ. I've said testicle way too many times in the show today. Paul, how are you? Oh, fine. Uh, let me. Uh, you know, on the border thing, uh, Trump going down to the border, and uh, I think you mentioned some guy named uh, uh, Renfield is is going to uh, Brownsville. Is it uh, Renfield? <laughs> Uh, like Dracula's Renfield? Uh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I think that's the guy. Biden, name. you mean? Biden, um, right, right. Same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you, you remember when uh, Trump was in office and he was going all over the world, and uh, a certain person was shadowing him uh, on all his uh, foreign trips? I don't know about all of them, but uh, a lot of, lot of them. And then trying to undermine, uh, talking to. Uh, you mean uh, like John those, Kerry? Uh, Who are you talking about? Yeah, 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 John Kerry. Yeah, I think it was John Kerry. Uh, with uh, um, directed by. Uh, oh yeah, John- favorite, uh, Kerry was out there. I think I remember allegedly having conversations as a private citizen, which you're not legally supposed to do. Where he's trying to broker deals behind the scenes uh, against the will of the president. We we had heard allegations of that. And reportings of that yeah, he, during the Trump era. He was undermining uh, important negotiation Trump right. was doing with uh, North Korea. Right, I remember uh, that. I don't know if Russia was there. And I always wondered why why uh, Trump didn't have his ass arrested. I don't it, know. It, 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 it is highly illegal. Yes, it is. It is criminal uh, to be doing what they did. And I just wondered, uh, you know. And we see the same pattern with uh, Renfield and uh, his uh, boss. Very cool. I I I don't disagree with you. I appreciate the call. I just got to run. I I I I think that no matter how much they try to diminish Trump's visit, it it ain't gonna. Ultimately, it's gonna fail. 
Because people, as far as the border, people are not only waking up, they've been awake for a while, especially in South Texas. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 22 minutes after 10, we're back. I'm Sean. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. The phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's do some pop culture stuff. Take a a break from the the world going to hell, (laughs) as it were. Uh, my kid's in town, or my kid's home. Let's put it that way for a, for a couple of more days, and she's got some stuff she has to do, but we were just hanging out yesterday, and we like watching movies together. And uh, we were looking at the, the movie guide, and a couple of movies came up, and we were trying to figure out which one to watch. We ended up watching, I, I hadn't seen this in years, man. Do you remember the 1970s remake of The Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Donald Sutherland and Jeff Goldblum? We ended up watching that all the way through yesterday. Hadn't seen that in a long time. What a funky little movie that is, man. But the choice we had to make was between that and Dances with Wolves. Kevin Costner's epic. Uh, Engine epic. And, you know, my my daughter's uh, a pretty literate chick, man. She loves, she's a very cultured person. And, you know, we like watching, you know, quality film. (laughs) Quality cinema, James. But we both took a pass on Dances with Wolves. I, you know, it's a great movie. God, it's boring as hell, though, isn't it? I just couldn't face it. I bring it up because Kevin Costner uh, announced his new project. Uh, it is a, a four-part Western series called Horizon, where I guess he's going to play a gun. I think he plays a gunslinger of some kind. Last Western he did was Open Range which he also directed, was in with Robert Duvall. And it was a good movie. It was boring as hell, but it was a good movie. His movies tend to be boring as hell. And he's got a new series he's going to be putting out. He, he, of course, he made a big splash with the, what's it called, James? Yellowstone? Yes. I've never seen, I think I started watching the very first episode and got turned off in the first 10 minutes and just shut it down, had no interest. I don't get the Kevin Costner thing. I, I mean, he. I just don't get it. He looks like in every movie he's in, he's bored snotless, and he just wants you to sign the check. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm just, he's not a great actor, man. He just sort of plays Kevin Costner. And nine times out of ten, he looks bored snotless. Like, he can't believe he's even got to do this. Do you know fans like uh, Elaine? Oh, she likes him? Oh, oh, she likes that show, right. Yeah, she thinks he's good looking. Oh, I'm sure he is good looking. But we have to remember Robin Hood, people. Oh, God. What and a his tragedy. horrible British accent. That wasn't. You thought Keanu was bad in Dracula, all right? <laughs> Kevin Costner as Robin Hood. That's when I really started to hate his ass, was when he did. I really. Because, you know, I grew up loving the Errol Flynn movie, all right? With Basil Rathbone as the sheriff of Nottingham. They had, with Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, they had everything else going for it, right? They had Alan, Alan, Alan Rickman as the sheriff, right? Sean freaking Connery comes in at the end as, uh, as, uh, as John, King John. Uh, they had a great, I forget who the director was. It was a great director. Kevin Costner. Morgan Freeman yes. was in that? Yes. Everything about that movie was superb except freaking Kevin Costner. What movie was that? 
Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I, I think he was also the producer for that one. That movie sucked. That If you'd have just had somebody <laughs> else in the lead role, it would have been a great freaking movie. I don't. I've never understood the guy. He was the Untouchables. He was cool, but again, he played himself. Right. He doesn't. He's he, this guy ain't going to do Macbeth anytime soon. Not with that accent. He's not. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. Or uh, he's not. And I, I just don't, I don't get why people love that guy so much. He just always looks pissed off and bored. And his movies bore the snot out of me, man. Is this... You know, I think it's that same effect that, that Ryan Seacrest has. He's just this, this handsome white guy who's you know, right. not offensive in, in any way, shape, or form when you look at him. Exactly. You know? So it's just kind of one of those deals. And I'm not even getting into Waterworld and what the hell happened there. Oh, man. Somebody was drinking. Somebody was smoking some bad grass. I mean, I don't know how that happened. I did like him in Bull Durham. Right. Well, he plays a baseball Field of Dreams, player. I liked him in that one. I, I'm a baseball fan. I've never seen that movie. Oh, you should. I, maybe I'll check it out. I just, I'm so, I, I, I'm Costnered out. I, I you know. Uh, we just had a phone call. From who? Elaine. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, I know it. kick your ass. Nope. She said that she's going to let her cat do it. <laughs> oh, her cat's going to kick my ass. Probably good. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if she's got a carrier in the morning, uh, uh, James, call me up and let me know ahead of time, and I'll do the show from home. I, I'm sorry, Elaine. I just don't get the Costner thing. I, I know he's handsome and stuff, or he's ruggedly good-looking. But, you know, he, he, uh, the the acting is just, you know, he just looks like he's just always pissed off and put out that he even has to show up on set, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm Kevin Costner. I'm doing another movie, so what? <laughs> he works in long, boring westerns because he is boring. All right? So if you plug him into a boring-ass movie, he slides right in there. Dances with like Wolves. Wyatt Earp? No, God, no. That movie sucked, man. <laughs> another nine-hour movie that with Kevin Costner that sucked. I mean, it was just horrible. I don't get the Costner thing. So, no, I will be watching Horizon, his latest effort. I wonder if this one's going to cause another divorce. I don't know. Is he married again already? That guy gets married like every 15 minutes. He's been hanging out with Jewel. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. There's a duo. Ooh. (laughs) I bet she reads Uh, some poetry. Oh, God. No. Crappy poetry, man. You ever read that crap? She's reading her poetry to him. He's like, yeah, it's Craig. Yeah. No Superman's dad. Two one zero five. The crappiest Superman movie ever committed to film. Here's my Kevin Costner rant. All right, that's made Elaine's day. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I want to see Costner do Shakespeare. To be or ugh. whatever. <laughs> Whatevs. It's Sean on, on News Talk five fifty KTSA. <laughs> And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. It's 1038 on a Tuesday. Let's go to the phones. Here's Rod. Rod, how are you? You're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking about Kevin Costner. I'm a former TV news photographer, and I interviewed him at Sundance in 2005, and then I was working in New Orleans in 2007 with you as a grand marshal, and I can confirm that the guy is a very arrogant SLB. <laughs> 
You hear that, Elaine? He's an arrogant sob. What's his general tune like? Like he can't believe you're bo- that you're that you're is a, a little person is asking him questions. I mean, is he that kind of guy? He was doing complicity for anybody else, and then what really sucked was uh, he shares a birthday with my favorite actor, Cary Grant. He did what? I didn't catch that. What did he do now? Well, he was very complicit. You know, he was very arrogant. And he shares a birthday with my favorite actor, which is oh. Cary Grant. So he's definitely not a Cary Grant whatsoever. <laughs> and I still, have my, I still have my raw video. And I don't know if he was married at the time, but the woman he got a divorce with, I have a lot of video of her standing next to him, and I thought it was his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't a very so fun guy to hang out with, huh? No, no, no. I still had the raw video. Then I ran into him in uh, 2007 when he was the Grand Marshal, and I tried to talk to him. That I met you a couple years ago. He was just kind of gives me the bums rush. It's, you know, totally ignore me. Just, right. You know, start throwing beats. Like, you know, what the heck am I doing here? I'm just, you know, it's there to collect a paycheck. No, oh, wow. But there was a couple movies. I don't remember the name of the movies, but he was in a good movie with uh, Clint Eastwood in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, movie. God, what was that called? Uh, that was a very good movie. But again, it didn't require him to be. Didn't require him to be Lawrence Olivier, you know. Right, and then the one that he was premiering at Sundance, he was with the, in a movie of Joan Allen, and she was a sweetheart. She was very nice, very sweet to us, and he was pretty good in that movie. I can't remember what that was called, but something about I guess Joan Allen's husband. He she thought he left her, and I think a year goes by. Oh, oh, uh, goes revenge. <laughs> Yeah, well, but he ended up coming concert went so well, and he found the body in the well. It's been there for like a year. Right. I I, th- I think I remember seeing that movie. I think it was called Revenge or Vengeance or something like that. I don't know. Uh, no, that wasn't it. That was, okay. Well, point being, point being, he's kind of a jerk, is what you're saying. I guess in Christian terms, you could say that. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for validating my opinion. I appreciate it. Yeah, he just looks. Where was he? He was at one of the award shows uh, like a month ago. One of the one of the shows. I can't. I don't remember which one. But they had him up there. I don't know. I think introducing uh, what the nominees or something. And he just looks so put out. Like, <laughs> you know, he always just has that look at his like like like. Pugh. Do you know that look, James or Don? That look where somebody's just like, Pugh. can't believe I got to do this. Yes, I do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's him, apparently. And that, that tood comes through, I think. He loves talking about sports, though. That's, I don't care. That's when he lights up. <laughs> he likes talking about sports, does he? Oh, yeah. I don't care. We're going to watch his stupid show, Elaine. Elaine, are you listening? Dude, you're asking for it. I don't know what you're doing. I think Kevin Costner <laughs> is boring. Of course, I'm not a chick, so I might like his ass while I was a chick. I don't know. Two one zero five nine. Have you have any, anybody out there have any encounters with Kevin Costner and was he a jerk? Two one zero five nine nine. Is that what? That was funny. I didn't expect that. Thank you, Rod. And I didn't mean to go off on Kevin Costner so much, but I, it was a news story. And any you know, whenever Costner comes up, I just like like I'm not I'm not. It's not that I hate his movie. He's done some cool flicks. And frankly, yeah, Open Range was a pretty good cowboy flick. It was boring as snot, but it was good. 
but just in general, I'm I'm just I don't I I've never understood the fascination with him. He, he has no, he doesn't seem to have much of a personality. Do you know what I mean? Like, when's the last time you saw Kevin Costner play like somebody with a big personality? You know what I mean? Like a charismatic person with a big personality. You never see that because he doesn't. He's not capable of it. Well, what about his performance in The Big Chill? <laughs> One of his best. Yeah, he's all just... he had to do was lay in a coffin, <laughs> and they cut his ass out. He had a couple of scenes that they cut him. Silverado is like, well, he was just starting out, and you know, Kevin Klein was the star of that movie. That was a, that was a great movie. But yeah, in the Big Chill, he all he had to do was lie his ass into in a, in a coffin, which would set the standard for his acting uh, for the rest of his career. Just, you know, he's about as exciting as a dead guy. Two ones, I'm going to get it tomorrow morning, man. Boy, am I going to hear this crap. 210 599 What else did I want to hit before we get out of here? Told you about the cat fight. Made fun of Kevin Costner. Talked about Trump's going to be in e- at Eagle Pass. Oh, Biden was on, again, one of the other things that Biden said on Seth Meyers' show last night is that, to his, I will give him this, to his credit, and, and more people on the left are starting to you know ask this question, because the polling is there. The polling is most people don't think Joe Biden has the mental acuity that he is intellectually capable of doing the gig anymore, even physically. Physically and intellectually, most people think he is not up to the job. And so Seth Meyers asked the question, you know, how do you respond to that? And he immediately went into Trump. And now Trump can't remember his own wife's name. And I I didn't know what that referred to, but it was an appearance that Trump made somewhere a few days ago. And it, it was a complete contrivance. It was an editing job that made it look like he called his wife Melania Mercedes. Baby, I, I, I'm a fairly forgetful dude, but if Melania was my wife and I love my wife, I'd never forget her name, man. <laughs> Just saying. But for Biden to, in any way, shape, or form, try to make fun of Donald Trump's memory, when Biden, uh, we as we now know from the Her report that came out a few days ago, can't even remember the years he was vice president, it's kind of a joke, man. I don't think you're having the impact you're looking for. Steve, how are you, man? What's going on with you? Oh, nothing much. How's it going, brother? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Oh, Kevin Costner's a complete wet sock. <laughs> a wet sock, man. He is I a was wet in the sock. United States Navy, and he came over there to Japan, and it was for his debut of the movie Wet World. Or, Water World. Uh, they should have called it Wet that, World. It would have been more appropriate. Yeah, that, oh, that was the worst. Oof. But he walks in there, and I was a master of arms, you know, military police at the time. We had to guard him. And he walks in there and just says, oh, yeah, have a good time. Watch the movie. I don't care. You know. <laughs> I don't care. Jumps in his limo and, you know, high-tailed his butt on out of there. Wow. Not, so you weren't impressed by him in any way, shape, or form? You weren't? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I, got, I gathered I'm that from the wet sock comment. <laughs> 
I just, I, I've never understood that guy, why that guy is so freaking popular, and I, I, I guess I never will. I, I just don't get it. I, and I sure as hell don't get the Gary Cooper references or, or comparisons at all. So, yeah. All right, Steve. I find a dipstick more freaking. Dipstick you know. is more appropriate. Okay. Kevin Costner is a dipstick. Uh, taking your calls. This is an actual topic. Uh, 210, if you've encountered Kevin Costner, did you like him? 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550. KTSA. The 2024 race for the White House. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Kevin Costner became a topic. That's hilarious. Now, something that we're we're doing, uh, you know, John Stewart is back on the Daily Show doing Monday nights. Uh, you know, their their ratings have been in the crapper for quite a while since that Noah guy took over. Actually, their ratings were never that great. <laughs> but I, I I I I like John Stewart. I've always thought he was a very funny, smart guy. He's a guy that's not afraid to take a, an opinion that's not. You know the proper opinion to have in in Hollyweird, uh, and I think he's a genuinely a very funny guy. And so we've been James has been picking up some audio from his Monday night gig of the, on the Daily Show, so we could place him on the air as kind of a weekly thing we do on Tuesdays. So what you, you got some audio for me today from John Stewart? Yes, he said he wasn't going to be as controversial as the first two episodes, so they're going to start it off with Israel and Palestine. All right, let's take a listen. We discuss Israel-Palestine. Any discussion of Israel-Palestine is not meant to endorse or justify all the actions on your side. Mentions of Hamas are filled to condemn Hamas. Do not mean we don't condemn Hamas. Do not listen to this segment if you are predisposed to anti-Semitism or Islamophobia. Common side effects of discussing the Middle East are depression, anxiety, infections, and apparently imminent Hamas. This is an awful situation. We're, we're coming off uh, on five months of a brutal bombing campaign brought on by a horrific massacre and hostage-taking, and we seem no closer to ending anything but the reins of a couple of Ivy League presidents. Uh, but I'm sure they're giving equally stern advice to Israel. The Biden administration is urging Israel to be much more careful, to be more cautious. How Israel does this matters. Israel must do more to protect innocent civilians. We want to see the government of Israel take steps to minimize civilian harm. Be more surgical and more precise and more careful. Hey, Israel! Take it down the nuts. <laughs> Could you please be more careful with your bombing? It's good advice. But really, couldn't the United States have told Israel that when we gave them all the bombs? We're, there are bombs. There's, this is like your Coke dealer coming in with an eight ball and going, don't stay up all night. <laughs> That's funny. Rock on, John Stewart, man. He holds both sides to task. Well, he does, and that's why I've now, always now liked. He, now he does. Well, I now think. he does. He was, yeah, but honestly, I think being liberated from The Daily Show was a great move for that guy. Because while he, you know, it's every now and again, but I, I didn't watch it on a daily basis, so I, I, I couldn't, you know, I can't, I'm talking out of my butt if i you know, saying I remember anything about The Daily Show. But I I have sort of observed him since then. He, he's very concerned about the vets, first responders after nine eleven, and it, 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 like Bill Maher, he's he's one of those guys where he just kind of calls it as he sees it. Now, yeah, let's do a, a ratio here. Maybe eighty percent of the time he's he's full on liberal puke, like Bill Maher is, frankly. 
But when he, I, I noticed this during COVID. John Stewart, if you remember, had a big old reaction to people saying it's racist to call it the China virus. And John Stewart was out there saying, well, there's China, and a, I'm paraphrasing, there's China, virus comes out of there. Wow, that would be a Chinese virus, wouldn't it? I think the funny line, I know I'm repeating myself from last week, but I think one of the funniest things I ever heard him say, I forget what show he's on, but he's talking about COVID and how it's racist to call it a China virus. He's like, if you're in Pennsylvania and you taste chocolatey goodness, (laughs) the chocolate probably came from Hershey. I mean, it was something like that. And I, I like I like anybody right now in this moment. I was talking earlier on Where and Rima about a, a, a fairly well known comedy place, comedy club in Seattle uh, that has started blacklisting basically certain comics because uh, the liberal idiots who populate Seattle find some of their jokes offensive. This is an era where major comedians and performers are refusing to work the college campus circuit because college kids these days can't handle it. They get offended, get upset, get triggered. This is a moment where if you're not towing the line ideologically or ponying up the proper opinions about any number, all manner of issues, if you like the wrong post on social media, you could lose your job. You could lose, you can get canned. Things could happen in your life that are bad, that are unpleasant, merely because you voiced an opinion. When you get folks like John Stewart and Bill Maher, who, again, ideologically are primarily on the left, but when they are on the opposite end uh, of a certain issue, they have no problem going forward with it and going public with it. I think that's great. Dave Chappelle, the same thing. You know, Adam Carolla, I saw him uh, on Fox uh, a while ago, and he was saying this. He says, you know, people are losing their tours. They're losing their gigs. Because of something they say or post in in America, the United States of America, which is supposed to be, you know, the front lines, if you will, of free speech. We're supposed to be the cradle of free speech on, on, on planet Earth. So when a guy like Jon Stewart uh, is going against the grain there, going against the political grain, I think it's great. Good on him, man. I respect anybody that's doing that right now. Frankly, I try to do that. You know, I, most of my stuff is fairly conservative, I guess you'd say. I got some other opinions that aren't, that would be considered liberal or progressive opinions, and I'm fine with going on the air with it because you know what? Somebody called me up earlier and said, What can I do? What can I do against all of this? And here's precisely what I believe keep speaking the truth, keep uttering the truth, keep writing the truth. Whatever, you know, and because the minute we abdicate the truth for safety, if you will, it's all done. It's over. This whole experiment, which is just a hand, couple of centuries old, which geologically speaking and archaeologically speaking is just the blink of an eye. You know, if we give up the truth for safety, we're doomed. And to a certain extent, we already are, maybe, perhaps. I don't know. Hey, wow, have a great day. <laughs> you know, the other thing you can do is get out there and live your freaking life, man. Just get out there and have a great day. Thank you, James. You rock. Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, executive producer, Don Morgan, 
And my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Take it to the nuts. <laughs>